Welcome to Strata. I'm Glenn. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to the Minds on Muscle podcast. Hey everybody, Brandon from Fitness Pro Mentors and I'm with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Glenn Owen. We are the Minds on Muscle show. Today we are talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, especially right now, because it is the birth child of learning more about what you need in the mentorship to succeed at business. Glenn, what are we talking about today? We're talking about sales copy. Sales copy. There's a lot to talk about with this, and so this we're going to call this a masterclass podcast because we're going to go over a lot of information. Nothing will be super, super particular because there's so much to unpack here, but we're going to try and talk to you about as many things as we possibly can. And I will say this, that as we go through this conversation, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the words and the different things that you say in your sales copy, your social media, your website, your emails, everything you use, even your videos like we do right now to set you up for success. Ultimately, the words you use in various platforms will determine how successful you are as you go through your journey. And social media, in my opinion, is the first stop on this, but it's all words. It's a lot of words. All the words. All the words. (laughs) Everybody, Zig Ziglar, very famous uh, American uh, motivational speaker, businessman, he has a phrase and uh, it's very popular now. You might have heard it in different circles that you are in and it's that everybody's always tuned into one radio station and that is what's in it for me, FM. And it's one of the reasons why Brand and I are so big on making sure that you have your ideal client avatar dialed in. And most people don't really have their client avatar dialed in, but that's another story. But it's the big reason why we want your client avatar to be so dialed in because your client avatar wants to be spoken to and communicated with in a certain way. And if I would say, I think the biggest misconception and maybe even the biggest mistake that a lot of people make when they're writing copy in their social media posts or they're talking to people is they talk to the person they're trying to engage with like the way they want to be spoken to. Like we as fitness professionals, because we're surrounded by these smart other people that understand technical information, uh, and we know we use these words that describe anatomy like the glenoid fossa, or we might talk about a certain ligament or a particular name of a muscle group. Chances are your client doesn't know what that is. And speaking to them and just naming these things might make you feel good, but it's not going to make them feel good. And it's not necessarily about making them feel good or not good. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But the point I'm trying to make is if you really want to connect with people, have them view your content, have them potentially work with you, get them in for a meeting or a sales call, you have a consult, not cult. We're not doing cult stuff here. Sales consult, you have to be able to talk and communicate with them in a way that they're going to understand and in a way that they want to be communicated with. And I can't tell you how many people are just writing, like, here are the three things that, that are going to help you sell, like, set goals. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the avatar thing, Glenn brought it up, I think it's a great point, is if you think about avatar, right? We talk about client avatar and knowing who your client avatar is. Through our mentorship, if you look up like target audience, client avatar, could be considered synonyms, there's generally two bubbles of things that you consider when you're choosing a client avatar, the demographics and the psychographics, right? Demographics being the quantitative things and the psychographics being the qualitative things. Demographics being age, gender, location, psychographics being pain points, desires, emotions, all that kind of stuff that's connected around a purchase decision. Now, the thing is, there's two things to unpack here. First and foremost, if you're struggling to know your avatar, don't 
worry about being limited by one avatar type because you can have sub avatar avatar types. So you could have, for example, I work with the Jane 65s who are struggling with pain, but in that category, in the Jane 65s, there could be the anti-aging Jane 65s. There could be the super sub, very specialized niche of joint replacements, fibromyalgia. But ultimately what's important to recognize is that that avatar of Jane 65 that I speak about for Strata is someone who's struggling with pain, is an active seeker, and is trying to solve that problem. But within that active seeking Jane 65, there are different categories fibromyalgia versions, joint replacement versions, and osteoarthritis versions, which is gonna modify the sales copy you do. Now second, if you're considering, if you've ever heard, forget about Fitness Pro Mentors, from some business coach, hey, you need to have a client avatar, and you're like, well, I don't even know what that means. Honestly, there's a great book that Glenn and I read, but what I would recommend you do is pick a general age demographic, maybe gender, maybe specific pain points. Literally, Google search the name and the specifics, right? You could say overweight, middle-aged man, honestly. Put that into Google, look at the images, and find an image of a person that you resonate with. Because if you can actually see the person that you're talking to, right? You see this person with thinning hair, who's 50 pounds overweight, and white hair, and is clearly retired, it makes it so much easier to customize your language when you're creating the sales copy for anything, website, social media, when you can actually visualize that person. Makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. It works really well for us. It, you know, it's interesting because we understand, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, the idea of stepping into roles, right? It's like who I am when Brent and I do the podcast is different than who I might be with my 65-year-old client. And then there's going to be a version of me that's a little bit different than when I'm interacting with my family or my girlfriend, right? There's different versions of ourselves where we let our, um, our, our, you know, our unique identity and characteristics bleed in to how we present and how we interact in the world. And a great way to think about writing sales copy to all these little sub-niches is thinking about you being in that role of your exercise professional or personal training and that one person that you're speaking to. I mean, we look at compartmentalizing our roles and who we are and every other aspect of our life. Why don't we just take that simple concept and bring it into the world of writing sales copy? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's a silly visual. Uh, there was this book that I read um, where it talked about how some people compartmentalize information in their mind like waffles, right? You look at a waffle with the square boxes, right? Ultimately, it is one waffle, but that waffle has all these individual boxes that you can fill with syrup. Well, if you think of that waffle being your professional practice and you have this overarching waffle avatar type, you can have all these different boxes within that that are going to be slightly different with slightly different amounts of syrup in it, so to speak, which could be sub niches and micro niches. On top of that, which we haven't even really talked about in any of our podcast episodes, is the language that you're going to use for different quality of leads, hot leads, warm leads, and cold leads also has to be dramatically different. Because if you have people with various interest levels in your product, people, and this is the reason why, honestly, like you want a slight tangent, but like slight rant, everyone I've ever interviewed for our program to see if they're a good fit for the mentorship, they'll all say, referrals are my number one source for clients. Number one source, that's great. 
That's great. Why do you think referrals are the number one source? They're the warmest, hottest leads, and they're the easiest to convert into new clients. So think of it this way, right? Say you have a super specialized technique you use. You call yourself a neuromuscular rehabilitative specialist. Fantastic. You do some cool stuff on the table where you're pushing people, rubbing on skin, and you're making changes. And through that, you're helping people with pain. And on your website, you say things like a precise approach to improving and maintaining skeletal muscle function. Fantastic. No cold or warm leads are going to be able to interpret or understand that because frankly, that language is too complicated, too deep, too many syllables, and is not really speaking to somebody who is sitting on the sidewalk looking for billboards to catch their attention. Even the hot lead people that are recommended to you don't even read that stuff and don't even care what you're called. What they actually care is that their friend had a similar problem and they heard that you solve that problem differently than other people and they are great at what you do and they already know how much you cost and how much time the other person's put in. Therefore, they've already vetted you and so they already know Glenn costs X, Y, and Z and he'll do X, Y, and Z. Therefore, they're the hottest leads, but you can't scale that way. It, this, what you're touching on right now, Brandon, is what I think might be like one of the most serious writing copy problems that people have, which is every time they write down what it is they do to put out there to the world, it's always about what the uh, course that they learned about it from, what they, what they say they do. Right. Because they're speaking to you, the technical professional. Nobody cares what a, uh, no one cares what kind of muscle testing you do. Nobody cares what you call range of motion testing. They don't. Most people. Most. Most people sorry, don't. Sorry. For, for the sake of the rent, you're right. No, you're right. But for the sake, yeah. these people really just want to know, can you get me the result that I'm looking for? And the copy that you put out there is going to be the hook that gets them in there. You're not trying to necessarily solve their problem with, the, with, the, with your copy. You're not trying to you know, change the world. All you're trying to get them to do with the initial copy is to try to get them to dive in a little bit deeper and start consuming a little bit more of your content. And so when we're talking about copy, just to be super clear, copy is not jar, it is, I guess, sales businessy jargon, but it is the words you use on the various platforms, including even doing a sales video where you're talking and setting things up with your mouth or with the words you use. Because if you have your front page website and it says, and this drives me nuts, nuts best personal trainers in town, that's fantastic. But if you could say something more specific like, resolving weight issues in 12 weeks or faster, right? Whether or not that is your specific message, two of those things are completely different. I use an example with our students all the time, and it's something like if I did a marketing post and I said, amazing business systems in 12 weeks versus 10K months in 12 weeks. Ultimately, what I'm saying is the exact same thing, but people who don't know what I do hear different things. Hot leads are great. The reason why Strata is consistently getting double digit high quality leads each month, and honestly, don't believe me, Glenn, how many leads, actually don't even worry about that right now, but I mean, we just opened, how busy do you have you gotten to, in the last wanna tell the, You wanna tell the story? Sure. I'm, so I'm transitioning up to Strata full time, and we've been planning this for, for, for some time now, to be honest, but COVID happened. Two months pre-COVID. Two months pre-COVID. <laughs> so I'm like, you do the math, almost two years at this point. Yeah. And um, since opening back up, the amount of leads that, I, that have come to me through Strata with the, like, the help of like Brandon, the Facebook page, all the stuff we're doing, no less than in the past week, I think I have, uh, two, I have two, assess two, two meetings today. I had one last week. 
I had one week the, f the week before, so that's four in two four in two weeks, and plus plus two more fitness pro mentors people coming in as well. And this is just this is just coming to strata now. And this is for all intents and purposes for personal trainers and exercise professionals the quietest time of the year. August, the people that pay for our services at the cottage. This is it. This is the time of the year. That's it. It's been great. And I feel like we've been really working on dialing our, our, our verbiage a lot recently, our copy. And I think it's really been making a huge difference. It has, has for me. I mean, listen, I can go on, but I digress. Honestly, I mean, what the bottom line is that we do a few things within our world that I find most trainers don't do. Right. And I could kind of itemize it. Number one, we definitely don't call ourselves multi-syllable names. I would say that I call myself an exercise professional, a muscle system specialist, a resistance training specialist, and all of these amazing programs. But ultimately, you're cold and warm level consumers, right? People who know they have a problem but are unsure of the solution, and people who are not in a good spot but don't know they've got a problem and don't know they've got a solution, they need a solution, right? Those two groups. You say that you're a neuromuscular rehabilitative specialist, a biomechanic specialist. No one knows what that means. So we try to use really simplifying language to make sure that people position us not as this weird title that we have to educate people on, but that we are the best trainers in town. When you have to, yeah. But when you have to educate someone as to what you do, you lose people in that transition. Imagine if you were a personal trainer and you were going to a networking event, right? A networking event, the whole idea of the networking event being one of those uh, BNI's business networking international groups where you go and just meet 30, 40 other professionals and you hear about what they do. And the whole idea is to build a referral network. What did everybody say? Oh, I own a cleaning company. Oh, I, you know, I, am a, I do, I sell insurance and all that jazz. What if when you're meeting people, you say, I am a personal trainer that helps uh, busy entrepreneurs um, move and exercise pain-free so that they can keep working as hard as they want and grow their business. What, what you've just done there is you've just gone from, oh, you're a personal trainer to all of a sudden being a personal trainer that can help all these other people that you're networking with help them with their bodies. And you may have just met 40 different leads in that meeting alone because you made what you do, right, the way you communicate your verbal copy relevant to them. Just, just a couple change of a couple words. I couldn't agree more. And so this leads into kind of like the next point that I want to talk about with Strata and Fitness Pro Mentors that both, I mean, this month, double digits in sales calls with both businesses because frankly, and like I talk about, I'm not trying to just sell you guys this idea of a business marketing program. It is in reality, we have systems that are working for multiple students and are working for us to the point that we can take the gas off and we still get high quality leads from alternative referral streams outside of our clients because you got to get that conversion from cold and warm leads. So if you hear me talk about the title thing that I said a moment ago and you're like, yeah, but this is what I need to be seen as, that's fine, but that's an IR issue that you need to manage because honestly, consumers at cold and warm levels, if you want to scale, they don't know what these long words are. I called myself a biomechanic specialist forever and I got a mixed array of people that would come to see me and the only people that were great were referrals. When I changed that language and I started telling stories better and I had clients doing better testimonial social proof videos with high quality results that were relatable with different cultures and different pains and different scenarios, all of that concurrently came together to create a great success. So on top of that, with what Glenn was just saying, we have to talk about features and benefits and meaning. 
Now, one of the things that most people do that I've ever worked with with uh, business guidance, and I would say probably the same for Glenn, is that everyone talks about their features, right? So the features of their facility, their training, and whatever that is. And so features is what something has, right? This coffee cup has gray on it. It's got a nice little speckled pattern. It has a Starbucks logo on the other side, and it has a handle, right? So the features of this cup, it has specific things that are characteristics to this cup. But if you sell that cup, and I'll bring this back to your facility in a second, or if you go, gray cup holds hot liquid. Not very sexy, not very attractive, very literal, but not very competitive in the marketplace. Most trainers I see take pictures of themselves, videos of them working out with no copy to go with it, pictures of their exercise equipment, and pictures of things that just don't necessarily resonate with consumers when they're trying to learn about what you have. I just would say the I would think the number one waste of time I see is people posting their workouts and what they're doing online if they're trying to get new clients. I mean, maybe once in a while that works in a blue moon, but I can't think of anything that I feel like is a bigger waste of time. And honestly, there are contexts where that works. Like frankly, one of our sure. students right now is someone who's a power lifter and he can pick up a ton of weight. And he said when we did our mentorship call last week, well, hey, when I post videos of me working out, I get way more attention when I do other stuff. That's great. That could be a question of quality of content, but if you're going to post a video of you deadlifting 500 pounds and you work with pain clients or weight loss clients or whomever it is, you can take that video and create sales copy to tell a story why that video is impactful instead of just doing a freak show demonstration of, hey, look what I can do that's better than you, if that makes sense. And this is specifically in the business promotion side of things. We have the features, right? the things that something has, right? The benefits is what we have to start talking about and we have to talk about the meaning because the benefits is what that thing does for you, right? So if this cup, right, if we do the whole gray cup holds hot liquid, right? Well, this gray cup holds hot liquid so you can conveniently travel with it. All of a sudden, now we've added a travel and convenience thing that, so now we have a benefit that actually goes with this. We can add the additional benefit that it keeps your liquid warm, right? right? Cup that is gray, that holds your hot liquid so you can travel with it and keeps your liquid warm. Meaning you can go further and travel further without making a mess and still enjoy a hot beverage. Now we have the features of the cup, we have the benefits of the cup, and then we have the meaning, meaning how it influences your life. And these three things start to tell a compelling story. Features, benefit, meaning. So I've got something right over here to help you. So we're gonna go blank, so you, blank, which means blank. Gray coffee cup, so you can travel further with hot liquid and keep it warm, which means you don't have to worry about stopping to pick up another cup of coffee. Suddenly, we're starting to turn this conversation and this language into an actual story. And this is just one example of a very simple template that we put in the Fitness Pro Mentorship backend, really so our students can kind of build out something. Super simple, extremely powerful. Yeah, the meaning goes a long way. And if you didn't catch it, when Brandon was talking about the meaning, he added in a pain or desire word in there. So he used the word so you can enjoy your car ride or you can enjoy your commuter, whatever that looks like. But ultimately, at the end of the day, people aren't buying because of a, of a benefit and what the benefit means, but the meaning that is tied with whatever pain you're alleviating or with whatever desire that you are 
satisfying, right? People go bungee jumping not because they want to jump out of the plane, but because they want that thrill of jumping out of the plane, which means they're going to have a memory they remember for a lifetime that gives them so much enjoyment, right? That, that last little bit really tying some kind of desire or um, pain that you're getting rid of for your client is what well, your prospect, I should say, goes a long, long way. Yeah, I, honestly, I would definitely recommend that if you're someone, first and foremost, if we haven't said this before, in my opinion, for your business, do not just post on social media because you think you have to and for the sake of posting, right? It's Monday, oh, I gotta put something up. Everything, in my opinion, should have some strategy and that strategy can be as simple as making sure that your story of your business and how you serve people and how you help people like we just talked about is consistently talked about. Because if you're just posting pictures of your equipment, I've done this. Go back through Strata Internal Performance's Instagram page. By the way, Strata Internal Performance, terrible business name. We can talk about more of that when we're talking about sales copy. If you go back all the way down through the social media stream of Instagram, I've made these mistakes too. And honestly, if you speak to everyone, you get no one. I don't speak to everyone, I speak to someone. And you can absolutely make sure that your copy and the language, knowing your avatar image, knowing the sub avatars, using the micro avatars we talked about with very specific things, you can come up with much better stories. And you're like, well, Brandon, Glenn, we were talking about copy, I'm still confused. Start with this. When you do a social media post, if you are unfamiliar with sales copy, tell a story about a specific client and how they had a struggle, how they overcame it, and how your exercise process helped to resolve them. Already, the story goes so much further. You gotta tell compelling stories, and that's what the sales copy, in my opinion, is all about. People don't, I and mean, we talk about this all the time, people don't remember information. They remember how you made them feel. And people love a good story, because stories are what we relate to when it comes to our feelings. So I obviously double down on that storytelling. Brandon, when you think about writing a social media post, what is literally the first thing that you put in every post for when it comes to the copy? Whenever I create any copy, any sales, the first thing I'm thinking of is I'm trying to create a compelling hook, something that is 10 words or less and something that has a connection to people to dry and draw people in leading into the post. Like Glenn talked about, people make purchases not necessarily off of logic, but off of emotion. And at the same time, in most cases, what we have to be talking about is someone's deepest desires and then someone's biggest fears and biggest pains. And so when you're writing a compelling hook and a compelling title, that first line, it needs to be so simple, make people feel something so they go on to read the rest of your copy. The majority of people do not read past the first line. So if you really want an exercise, Take an idea. Let's create a very specific scenario. Take, let's take a 40-year-old woman who has a weight loss goal so she can go traveling, right? Say you have that exact scenario. Try to write, write that out. Find an image on Google and then write 10 different hook lines that you could use for the exact same post talking about your services. If you can do that, first and foremost, the first two or three, Easy, still a challenge for me to get past the first three. Won't lie, it's not an easy thing to do. But try to write hooks for each one of, for very different scenarios. Probably what I was gonna say is for 10 different pain points. And I've actually got it written over here. But there's this great thing we talk about is that people make different decisions based off of pain and pleasure. And pardon me looking to the side, right? People like to make decisions based off of things that help them make money, save money, save time, more love, avoid effort, avoid pain, get more comfort, better health, 
gain praise and get more popularity all over there. Pardon me. And so if you can write copy for each one of those things, it really goes a long way. Strategic weight loss strategies so you can move better and feel better and ultimately make more money at your job because you can move easier and you're not slowed down by that weight. Whether or not that's good, that's a great exercise to get started. What we got? Save money. Faster and more strategic weight loss strategies so you can get to your goals faster, but ultimately save money by not investing in expensive weight loss programs. That's a little bit longer than 10, but this is the idea is take all those different ideas and see if you can create a hook for them. Whether or not ethics wise, you like them, you would use them because they resonate with your business. That's fine. This is an exercise. What's another one? Gain praise, right? This is a easy one. You may not want to use this, right? Faster weight loss strategies in 12 weeks so your friends notice the incredible shape that you're getting in. Whether you want to use that or not, that's absolutely fine. But this is the idea. That first line, the title, is what's going to draw people in. Yeah, you have to remember that most times, not most times, but often where are uh, people going to be seeing this copy? A lot of times on social media or it's going to be Facebook, Instagram, whatever that is, websites scrolling up and down through search feeds. People are in front of so much more information now than they were 25 years ago. And if you want to have people stop their subconscious scrolling, you have to create copy or a headline that's going to make them stop and want them to click their post. Honestly, thinking about it this way might go a really long way. The only reason that you have a headline is to make people stop and engage in your post. Don't think about it as any way like you're trying to educate them or, or anything like that. The whole purpose of that copy is to get them to stop what they're doing click on that and then continue going through and consuming your content because most people aren't doing that. They're just jumping right into their story. They're jumping into their spiel or they're posting like first set flat dumbbell press you 25 times 30, which is fine if you're a popular influencer, but most people aren't going to stop scrolling for you. If you're just trying to build your business, you have to have a headline there to stop the stream. So people are going to click and watch your content. And honestly, for someone who's watching this live stream, I see that we got an angry emoji and I will say this, I am super sorry and I honestly, none of this are things that I would actually say or use in my sales copy. This is all for demonstrative, just giving you guys examples of things to practice. Because ultimately, depending on who your niche market is, like Glenn is saying, if you can find language to make someone feel something so you can then have a conversation around it, I highly recommend that you do that. And you don't want to do it in an antagonistic way. And I am a mega not fan mm. of doing anything that attacks someone's self-esteem or not make them feel well. So please pardon that last example, but honestly, you can pick anything. I mean, for us, we talk about seniors struggling with pain and a big thing that those people are afraid of is not being able to do the things that they love. Pick up their grandkids, uh, not be able to recover after a joint surgery or something like that. And so all of these things work really well to go down that direction. Now I said something earlier to shift gears and I wanna kinda of add a little bit of context when we're talking about copy. And we're talking about headlines and copy. The biggest, easiest thing that you can work on is having a business name that is literal, specific, and easy to rem remember, specific for your business. And so I said something and Glenn laughed when I said it. I said Strata Internal Performance is a terrible business name. Why did you laugh? Because uh, we talked about it so much before, but um, <laughs> if you were walking down the street and you met Brandon and Brandon and you asked Brandon, Hey Brandon, what do you do? Brandon said, Oh, I own strat internal performance. You'd be like, okay, wh what the heck is that? 
But if Brandon walked down the street and said, hey, I, you know, then you asked Brandon, what do you do? And Brandon said, oh, I own, um, you know, Brandon Green Personal Training. Instantaneously, you know what he does. You already know. Like strata internal performance, you're not going to know that. Go integrated health, nobody knows what the heck that is. Um, Glenone Personal Training, they'd get that right away though. It's just a, it's a convoluted name and it's not, it's not clear, it's not cut. You're making people think and quite frankly, people don't necessarily want to have to think. They just want to understand. And honestly, honestly, after the last few years, Strata has actually, and it's very powerful and it's great that it's turned into this, but it really was not, it was my intention, but it took longer than it should have because I should have chose just a better name. Strata in town has just become what people call us. No one remembers internal performance. Uh, no one, people, some people call us international performance. I mean, honestly, the last few words don't matter. And the reason why I'd say that, like Glenn said, it, it's just not simple and not literal. So even the course one of the courses I have that I created called Post-Activation Potentiation Preparation. Too many syllables, too long, not a great business name, unless you're someone like you who's excited about exercise and you're aware and prevy to the actual scientific names of, oh, I wanna learn more about post-activation potentiation. I wanna learn more about strat strata internal performance. Look, I can't even say it, right? Strata's become a brand, internal performance has become an afterthought. And I've thought about it, I talked to the team about changing the business name. We're not going to right now because people just know us as Strata. Now, if you take this business, if you will, Fitness Pro Mentors, I mean, you can't be pretty much more literal than exactly that name. And it's not too complicated, there's not too many syllables, and it's pretty clear that we are Fitness Pro Mentors. And so, the reason why I throw this out there is because I have a ton of students ask me what my thoughts are on their business name. They're all great names, but recognize that the more convoluted your name is in the realm of exercise and personal training, unless you do something different, it gets really tough. Strata, internal performance, almost says nothing to a warm or cold lead about what we do as personal trainers here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. The last thing that I've got, and then we'll see what you've got there, sir, sure. we got some cool stuff, is that when you're communicating to different types of leads, you get away with more jargon the hotter they are. So if you're someone who's watching this right now, for example, and you're interested in the mentorship, I could talk way more about the specific wordings, get you excited, tell tons and tons of stories, be long-winded, and probably have your interest because you're excited and you wanna learn more about it. Someone who's a warmer or colder lead needs much more simple language. And honestly, I think the best way to think of a cold lead and their interest is thinking of them, if you're standing on a sidewalk and you saw a billboard, would you walk towards that building if you saw words on that billboard? based off of you being that far away. And that's how I like to think of cold reach, cold outreach, is there are people who are not in a great spot. They might be struggling with something that you actually solve, but they may not necessarily know what their problem is and they don't know what the solution is. So since they don't know their problem, they can't even Google search, so to speak, what to do. So that's where when we're talking about the ad copy of things like being able to pick up your grandkids more Right? There might be an older person who's slowing down, not feeling super great, having aches and pains in their body, and they might go, oh my gosh, I can't pick up my grandkids very well. What do I need to do about that? And then all of a sudden, that becomes a conversation. And so different quality leads give you greater opportunity for more attention. But like I've talked about in previous episodes, really cold leads will join your community if you have one of those nurturing communities, and they'll be in your community for months as a stage five lurker, 
watching and taking that information, listening and watching all the social proof, your content and make sure that you're actually what you're all about and then we'll make purchase decision. Perfect example, there's someone in the Strata Internal Performance Group that Glenn has been managing from a community management perspective, which is doing an awesome job. A gentleman that has been watching and has been talking about coming into Strata for years. Glenn doing his weekly live training that we've talked about, saw Glenn, the wording made sense to him and he's like, you know what, Brandon, I know I worked with you in the past, but I'd love to work with Glenn. I'm like, no problem. Let's get him in your schedule. And so he's been around for years, but because we've been with using the same messaging consistently and he's been sitting back cold for a while watching, gain, uh, gain. <laughs> Glenn gained his trust, which has now turned into a relationship, which is super cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how all this stuff comes full circle. I mean, and, and this is just it. This is a part of a system. And the reason Brent and I are talking about it now is because it's something we became acutely aware of. Like, this is a part of a system that most people are missing out on and not missing out on like they know about it. It's not even on their radar. Right. Like, this is one of those things there. You don't know what you don't know. This falls into this category for most exercise professionals. And I just want to mirror something you said earlier, because I think maybe I maybe said something that led this you know, individual to have the, un, the unhappy face there. We're just really trying to share stuff that we think is going to help you grow your business. And we would never tell you to do anything unethical. This is all just information. And if you want to use it however you want to use it, that's totally up to you. I mean, we haven't had anyone in our program, I don't think, who um, has used any of the copy in like a negligent way or an unfair way or lying. Like we don't want people to lie we just want to be able to help people and just because and I think this is where maybe it comes in because people feel uncomfortable changing their tone online or they feel like they're not being themselves when they post things that causes them their IR their own identity their own small identity crisis small little uncomfortable feeling but I mean listen here's the, here's the case in point is most things that we do that is new with this new skill that we're learning or a new way of presenting ourselves we're always going to be uncomfortable like you're always going to be uncomfortable doing new things. Like the first time I tried the stroke repeat reverse and someone asked me a question and instead of doing the, the subconscious thing, which is being like, okay, yeah, let me tell you how much, how much I cost, right? Someone says to me, hey, Glenn, how much do you cost? What's my instinct? Oh, I cost this much. I used to do that all the time. What do I do now? People ask me that question. I want to know why they want to ask me that question. Well, like, listen, great. I appreciate asking me that question. Understanding finance is important. Then let me ask you, do you have a budget for this? Right, and then asking questions, getting a little bit more information. Then when the time comes, absolutely happy to tell them what my price points are, right? But learning that skill and leaving that automatic, just wanting to answer questions to now being more conscious about it is very similar. That, that kind of you know, friction you get with yourself is very similar to writing copy is you feel like you're not using your own tone right now. It's not your voice. It's somebody else's voice. This isn't me. What am I doing? This is every step of life though. And again, we're not, we're not telling you to be unethical or anything like that, but what we're trying to communicate is, or what I'm trying to communicate right now is like this stuff works and it helps. And you might meet a client who might have the next 10 or 15 years of their life might be super poor quality because they never met you and you never got an opportunity to help them. But because you changed your copy, you started nurturing a relationship with them and a year later after working with them, they feel great and they're singing your praises. And that might have never happened if you didn't start doing these things differently. So I encourage you, if you're watching and listening to this right now, try it, be open-minded to it and understand that yeah, it might feel a little weird to begin with. I know I felt weird doing it, but you know, you write it out like this for a week, you get kind of used to it, you get to meet more people you can help, you create lifelong relationships, everybody's winning. 
I think that's the most important thing, Brandon. Sales is servicing. And honestly, you know, Tom Purvis says it really well when it comes to personal training, right? Speak client, deliver science. Well, I would say market client, deliver science. And the reason why I would say that is for anybody, honestly, I actually get self-conscious talking about this particular topic because sometimes using words that make people feel things, like someone getting angry with some words that we use or someone getting happy with some words that we use, talking about pains or desires, that's all fine. I don't want to upset anybody, but what I want to do is I want to start a conversation. And for some people who are much colder leads, using different words, kind of talking about the story of the worst case scenario in some cases, may be important to start that conversation. But if you've taken a really ethical sales course, like Ethical Sales by Greg Mack or something like that, you'll know that the copy is to start the conversation. Once you start that conversation, watch our, listen to our and watch our community building Minds on Muscle episode. Because honestly, once we start that conversation, we want to nurture and help people as best as we possibly can. There's no trickery, no swindling, and no negative stuff. The content is all around who our client avatar is, our prospective client avatar, and then the different particular niches. And once we start that conversation, we'll try to integrate them into our community so we can nurture them and help them as best as we possibly can. I will never and this is our reputation we have with both FPM and Strata, I'll never trick anybody to buy something through sales language. I don't think I'm even that good to do that. But even if I was, I wouldn't want to. Because if you do it in a way where you nurture people, make them feel good and try and help as much as you can, you can then now either have them say great things about you going down the road and or actually help you grow your business. Number of people have been watching this particular group for months and are, are now reaching out to become potential students because they've watched for four or five months to see what we're all about. I think this is great. This is the thing. Sales is servicing. Start that conversation. Once you connect with them, nurture the crap out of them. Give them everything they need to succeed for free. Give them away your best stuff, but then save just that special few systems so when they get into your world, you can give them more customized one-on-one -on -one attention and give them everything they need. So if we're talking about this, we're really sorry if we upset anybody by using any of the examples that we did. I don't even think they're good examples. I improvised them, frankly, because that was the point, is I want you to pick those 10 points, understand the features benefit meeting, improvise, practice, suck at it, get better, Right, know that you're not great at it, but figure out how can you choose language that helps you reach out to more people and ultimately service more people. Because right now, if you're getting referrals, but no one's looking at your website, your social media platform, your Facebook, and no one's reaching out to you saying, I wanna to talk to you, the current wording, the current copy, the current content is not working. And there needs to be a change. And that's gonna bring me to the last point that I want to bring up for today, which is tracking. Tracking is something that I think a lot of personal trainers, access professionals aren't doing. They don't know where their leads are coming from or they don't know what their conversion rate is from uh, a prospect to a consult to a consult to an assessment and so on and so forth. And the more you get those numbers dialed in, the more you know what's working and not working. And as Brandon just said, great copy works. It does, it works. Oh, as Brandon said as well, he wants to be ethical, but great copy really does work. Part of figuring out if your copy is working or not is going to be testing and seeing how it's going. Now, 
most people in the advertising world are going to tell you to use A-B testing. And A-B testing is this idea where you have almost the exact same post or similar posts with like one individual change. And you are testing to see which one converts better, right? You might get 500 clicks on one, 400 with the other. The one that gets 500 clicks is more. Now, very seldomly, at least in the world that we're in, unless you're getting ads, you might not, A, want to spend that kind of money on ads, or B, you might not be able to actually track your engagement that well because it's social media posts and likes and dislikes, and you can't really post the same thing twice, so on and so forth. But what you can start to see is, are you, A, trending to have more prospects in your system or more people liking or engaging with your content um, or not? And that, for at least me, has been a huge barometer. We actually have one of the students that I'm working with in the program who's been really doubling down, and I wish I could say his name, but I don't want to put him on blast right now um, in case he wants to have his privacy, but he's been doing a great job really improving his copy just in the past two weeks. And he started putting out um, uh, different Instagram posts using polls, and he changed his copy. And he went from like having no engagement to literally like two or three people clicked on something to like 19 people answering a poll. Right, that's now 19 people he could potentially reach out and engage with that might benefit from his services. This is the power of copy, just changing small things, doing a little bit different wording to connect and resonate with the kind of prospects that are gonna benefit from your, from your, your, your service or your program or your product, or whatever that is, and then just seeing what works and what doesn't work. And honestly, it can go such a long way, but don't just try writing copy for a week without researching it or reading any great books, which I'm sure is both going to be our pick of the week, so I can already see Brandon thinking about it. Um, I got something else. No, you got Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll claim it for my own. Um, but track, and then when you start learning how to write better copy, track more and see how it goes. So everyone, listen, it's the power of words. And all I'll say in short, if you liked what we talked about today or you didn't, that's okay. At the end of the day, are the words you're using working? And if they're not, there needs to be a change because they should be working. You're putting amazing content out there, you're putting hours of time into creating posts, images, words, and getting zero leads. Sounds like you need to do a split test to figure out the next step forward. But everyone, if you're new to this channel and you're listening to us talk, Glenn and I do this thing called the Pick of the Week where we talk about an item, a thing, a person, something rather that's influenced the life in the last week and sometimes it's pragmatic for you and sometimes it's not, but we're gonna really quickly talk about our Picks of the Week, Glenn. What is your pick of the week? I know what it is. You really don't want to take the book. I got another thing. <laughs> okay, you got another thing. You, I got must, you else. must have foreseen this coming. So my pick of, of the week is a book that both Ben and I have read recently. I actually am listening to it for my second time on Audible and actually got the print version as well because I wanted to be able to go through it, make notes and whatnot. Very great book. And it is Copywriting Secrets by Jim Edwards. Um, you know, I won't blow him up too much, but suffice to say, he's one of like, the leading copywriting educational um, experts gurus, whatever you want to call them out in the world. And he's got a great, easy to digest, really simple to understand book on copywriting, how to improve your copywriting. And I'll tell you, even just listening to the first hour of the book and trying different things made my copywriting that much better, helped me communicate better, helped me understand psychology better of the people that I want to connect and, and help. So highly recommend um, if you are ready to take that plunge, you got some extra time, Look up Jim Edwards' Copywriting Secrets. You can get the ebook for like 10 bucks, uh, or you can get the Audible book if you want, I think for like 15 or 20 bucks. But it's amazing. Listen to it when you're driving. Take it on. Uh, it's been great for me. That's my pick of the week, Brandon. Love it. My pick of the week is something a little bit different. I knew Glenn was going to pick the book, so I didn't pick the book. What I want to throw out there is this is actually for our students, but for anyone who's looking to be seen by more people. 
you have to do a monthly expert status event. You want more people to find your group, find your page, find you. You have to do a free monthly expert status event. I built my entire client base based off of doing monthly presentations at different businesses. COVID has not allowed us to do that. Do a monthly webinar, do it for free in your Facebook group or your online community and put yourself out there because once you put yourself on a podium and so you're talking about some information with amazing copy, like we're talking now, you can absolutely make some amazing changes in people's lives for free. And if you can build that high quality, nurture, expert status value, people are gonna see you as an authority in your community and bring you higher quality referrals. So do something for expert status each month. Can I jump in on that for one mm -hmm. second? I do, I do webinars every month, every six weeks for Strata. And uh, I'm doing them to, as a part of, of a way to like monthly expert status, right? Have that event. Now we haven't been able to do them in person. So I have been doing them online. I had before the last lockdown, which was in December, I did a, uh, I did one. I did a, I did a, a live webinar. We got locked down. Uh, the person who had won the consult, right from the webinar said uh listen i'd love to do this but i we obviously can't right now let's touch base when, when we open up i said okay great i'll be honest i forgot it i wasn't tracking my numbers at that point in time i didn't have that prospect in the system but she emailed uh she emailed me and joined our facebook group last week and i said hey karen were you the same karen who won the consult from the uh webinar and she said, yeah, that's me. And if it's okay with you, I'd love to come in and see you in the next week or two, sit down and take advantage of the free consult um, assessment report of findings and see if there's anything we can do. I said, great. And so she scheduled in my schedule, literally in four hours from now, we're gonna sit down and have that consult. So these things work. And even if you can't get out there in person, which I highly recommend you do, because you're gonna relate with people a lot more, try the online webinar version, because you can get some awesome results there as well. Fantastic, Glenn, thank you so much for sharing that. Everyone, we are Fitness Pro Mentors. Uh, we've got me, we've got Glenn, we've got Taylor, we've got a few other people behind the scenes, but they're all secret. Honestly, at the end of the day, we want one thing more than anything, and it's for you to have the career of your dreams. We want you to have more time, more freedom, and frankly, be happy as a personal trainer doing this as your career. If you wanna talk more how we can help you, we'd love to offer some free information, have some conversations with you, and see if we can offer some immediate advice to help you scale and grow right now with making some small changes to your social media and your ad copy. But everyone, Brandon, Glenn, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, everybody.